0: Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? Welcome back to the Shit Talk Podcast. It's Liz Broder. I have to ask you to please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. I know I sound like a broken record, but gotta encourage people to show the love. So if you haven't already, please do so on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this. It'd be very much appreciated. It's already August. I find this is the point in summer when people they're they're fa- not falling apart, but they're caught up. Lots of socializing, lots of travel, perhaps a lot of weekends away, or longer travel. But the routines fall to the wayside. And, you know, maybe you're not sleeping as much, later nights, you're drinking more alcohol, you're deviating from the routines. I just want to take this opportunity to help people check in. It's tough to stay on track while traveling. I've addressed that in episodes. I'm not going to get into it here. It's easy to overlook your routines when you're out of, you know, where you normally sleep all of your things your supplements your comfortable bed all of that it's easy to skip workouts it's easy to you know not bring the water bottle with you but check in do everything you can to set yourself up for success while you're traveling if you've been staying out late drinking more alcohol etc cetera, etc cetera, sleep sound as good maybe take a week off try to get back into routine catch up on some sleep get rehydrated I don't know I'm just here for a little check-in on summer routines because you don't want to finish summer feeling beat and like out of routine like I hate feeling summer feeling like I need a month off to me summer just it's so fun it ends up going so quickly you're doing so much and then I find this is the point where most people I've spoken to recently are like I'm ready for summer to be over I'm ready for fall and I find that's just because of like Too much socializing we'll say we'll call it socialization fatigue you know they're tired they're tired of being out they're tired of everything that comes along with that they've been out of routine you're staying in hotels you're you know you don't have all of your comforts around you it's too much and it's too much too quickly so it's a lot in a short period of time and you know it's fine to want a reset or need one but ideally you don't end summer feeling like you need a vacation because you just went hard for three months. So check in, how are your habits, plan ahead. Where are you falling short? Are you tired? Are you bloated? Are you meeting your steps? Where are you falling short? How's your fiber? How are your greens? On the flip side, it's not all bad news over here. On the flip side, given that it's summer, I also want to pose the question, what have you been doing that you're loving? What has the warmer weather and the longer days allowed you to do that maybe you don't get to do the rest of the year. Now, again, I have an episode specifically on this. It's on vacation habits and how to make them stick to your everyday life. So it's similar. Again, go listen to that. I'm not getting into it here. But what are you loving? What would you love to continue doing that you're doing now and you want to maintain it for the rest of the year? What about right now is allowing for it? And then I would say what needs to happen for you to maintain it? during the year, you know, the non-summer months. Summer is one of those unique times. It's easy to get caught up, you throw caution to the wind, but it's also oftentimes easier to maintain certain things, and I think it's important to reflect on that and see which parts of your current routine are actually really working and you love that you want to maintain through the fall, through the winter, winter, through the winter, through the winter, etc. cetera. So, you know, it's easier said than done. Obviously, we cannot control daylight. We cannot control temperatures. But see what you can control and see what is it that's allowing you to do certain things that you want to maintain. And then, you know, I do talk about this in my summer routines, like staying healthy through summer episode. But there's also certain things that, like, it's okay if you just do them in summer or you just do them in winter or, you know, you shift certain things for different seasons. That's totally fine. You don't have to do everything all year round, 12 months a year, yada, yada, yada. But sometimes there are things you are able to do. It's easier to do them certain times of year based on different factors. And then if you can keep them going throughout the year, good for you. So check in with your routines. Are you one of the people that is ready for summer to be over? I just find that so interesting. At least, especially here in New York, people bitch all year. Oh my God, I hate the cold. I've got to go to Miami. Or I I like the cold, but I need to ski. So get out of New York. I'm going to Aspen or Vail or wherever they go. And then summer rolls around. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's so hot. I hate it. I've got to get out of here. I'm going to the Hamptons. Or I'm going to Cape Cod. I've got to get out of here. It's miserable. It's like, is anyone ever happy? Does anyone like anything? Like, I have to say, everyone's favorite season that I've spoken to, at least here in Manhattan, is fall. And I totally understand that. It's, like, a light breeze. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. There's typically no humidity. But I'm also just, like, people, like, pine for summer. And Memorial Day weekend is, like, epic. And everyone's looking forward to it. It's, like, you know, that's just, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, my God, it's almost Memorial Day weekend. What are you doing? It's summer. And then summer comes and... People are annoyed. They're hot. They're sweaty. They're not happy. They have to leave Manhattan. They're miserable. I just, I crack up because I'm just like, I I don't know. It's predictable. We don't know how the seasons are going to be every year, especially with global warming and the shit going on. Like these seasons have been haywire. But we do know, you know, winter, then it's spring, then it's summer, then it's fall back into winter. Like we, we, we do know the order. So like we can anticipate and plan to a certain extent. I'm just wondering when, you know, I don't know the extreme hate. Like, I mean, I hate winter, so I can't, I can't speak, but I just crack up summer's like so happy and positive and fun loving. Everyone loves it. But then it's like too much. Summer's like, let's put it this way. Summer's like your friend from high school. We'll call her Cassie. like such a fun-loving free-spirited name. Summer's like Cassie and you love hanging out with Cassie but small doses it's like you have the best night you have so much fun when you go out with Cassie but it's like it's a lot you go hard and you can't do it every weekend but when you're in it it's amazing you're loving it and then you need like two weeks to recover and then maybe you'll see her a month later but Cassie's also kind of like MIA she's that friend that like she'll respond two days later or like misses your text or you know a little annoying in that way but like that's, what I feel like the relationship is for people's summer. It's like, they love it. They're like, okay, we're going hard. This is fun. Then they're like, actually, I'm burnt out. When is, when is fall coming? I, I don't know. I laugh at it. Fall's amazing, especially here in the city, but you know, so I think summer does deserve a little more love. I think we just go a little too hard, a little too quickly, and then we burn out. So my point, my, my little um, rant here is just Don't burn out. And at this point, a lot of people tend to feel burnt out because it's a lot in June, July. Now we're into August. Take it easy. Take August easy. Try to maintain your routines. Don't freak out. Don't get annoyed at the weather. We know August is historically the hottest, the most humid. Stay hydrated. Do everything you can to stay on top of your shit. Now, okay, I'm done talking about the seasons. What I want to talk about now, I read a headline this week. Some lady, and she was like 30 or 35, like young. Some lady died of water intoxication because she drank more than 64 ounces of water in 20 minutes. Naturally, I was shook being the hydration queen that I am. All I do is push water on people. And typically that's because everyone's dehydrated. Everyone thinks they drink enough. They don't, you know how I feel about that. The goal that I encourage is half your body weight, in ounces per day, I like that because it puts your water intake in perspective for you and your body and your size. To say drink sixty-four ounces and you're fine, how could that possibly be an adequate um, enough an adequate amount of water for me and then my best friend who's a foot taller, and then you know my husband who's hundred pounds heavier, and my daughter who's you know sixteen, and so on. Like how can one amount of water be adequate for everyone? So I don't like that. I understand people make regulations like, oh, six, four ounces, two liters. It's a, on average. It's like, it's all, first of all, not really on average, because that means most people are around 120, 130 pounds. And we all know that's not the case, at least here in America. For That's first. And second is like, no, I put it in perspective for you and your size, half your body weight in ounces. I want to talk about that poor lady who died because I want to touch on overhydration, but also electrolytes. Um, Before I get into that, though, you know, I have my first episode is specifically on hydration because I'm obsessed with hydration. I just want to drive home the point. I'm not going to go through all the points. Go listen to that episode, but I just want to touch on the point if you're going to, if you want to reap all the benefits of hydration, the goal is to be hydrated all day, which means drinking throughout the day. Don't come home. You haven't had any water and you chug a liter of water. Like besides what I'll, I'm about to get into that you should not do that, but like water can help fight fatigue. It's going to support optimal efficiency, optimal functioning for your organs. If you're dehydrated all day, you're going to be lagging all day. And then yeah, you can come home and hydrate. And then you're technically hydrated, but like you didn't reap the benefits. So the point is Do it earlier, meet your goal. What I usually advise to people is try to meet around 50 to 60% of your water goal by lunch. Then that gives you the rest of the day for a little less than half. And then you cut off, you know, two, three hours before bed. So you're not being woken up to pee. Don't come home and chug your daily intake in an hour. Now I'm not shaming this lady, it's terrible. She thought she was dehydrated because she had a really bad headache from what I read in the article. And she ended up having around 64 ounces within 20 minutes. That's a lot in a short period of time. Now, the kidneys can only remove around one liter of water per hour. And a very high water intake can upset the body's electrolyte balance because it's diluting it. That much water that quickly, the kidneys, like I said, can only move around one liter of water per hour So too much water is going to dilute your electrolyte levels. So the electrolyte balance, when you drink that much, you're increasing the amount of water in the blood, which naturally dilutes electrolytes, like I said, and especially sodium in the blood. So low sodium levels in the blood is called hyponatremia. We also just call it, it's also called water. Uh, They're slightly different, but oftentimes water intoxication or overhydration it correlates with hyponatremia. So sodium actually also helps maintain the balance of, um, it helps with fluid balance inside and outside the cells and directly impacts your potassium levels, which is another electrolyte. So I just want to mention that because here, you know, you drink too much water, you're going to dilute your electrolytes. Sodium directly impacts potassium. Those two right there are going to be fucked up. And you know the rest of them are getting messed up too because everything impacts everything. And the other thing I want to note, another thing that can impact sodium levels is actually the lower carb diets. And especially with keto, you all know how I feel about the intensity of a keto diet, but keto, which is, as we know, very high in fat, very low in carbs, that would can and has shown to impact sodium levels. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. I'm going to keep it digestible and simple because that's the point of shit talk. I'm not here to put on a goddamn science lecture that goes somewhere else. Um, low carbs help lower your insulin secretion. And this impacts different hormones. Like, again, not, not mentioning them. But it, all you need to know is it impacts. Insulin is a hormone, but my point is it impacts other hormones. Lower insulin, you're going to have lower of other hormones. And you end up retaining less sodium, and your sodium depletes faster. When your sodium's depleting, your potassium also depletes faster. Signs of this oftentimes are muscle cramps, even mood changes. People can get more irritable and sometimes even heart changes. I don't know if you know, potassium is oftentimes linked to like heart arrhythmia, just like different, different things that can happen with the heart. Again, not a cardiologist. I'm not getting into that. The point is though, sodium depletes, potassium is going to deplete. Those are some of the side effects. You're going to be dehydrated. You're going to experience this electrolyte imbalance. Now I want to mention it because even if you're not overhydrating like this lady did if you happen to be on a lower carb diet or a keto diet or the other one I want to mention is lower processed foods then you may need to have more sodium so processed foods are historically very high in sodium sodium is a preservative so if you're eating mostly whole foods a lot of times people are getting lower amounts of sodium. On top of it, if you're low carb, that's a, you know, a double dipper. Odds are you are low in sodium. On top of it, in summer, people sweat more. If you do things like the sauna or you have a sauna blanket like me that I love. If you are outside a lot, sweating a lot, if you're sweating in general, if you are extra active and outside and sweating more, these are all reasons you will be losing electrolytes and you need to replenish. And just for reference, normal sodium blood levels are 136 to 145 millimoles per liter. I just had blood work done. I mentioned a few weeks ago, I had like a GI thing I wanted checked out. And so I had my blood work done and my sodium was at 137. Now, like I said, the the range is 136 to 145. So I was within normal limits, but on the lower end. Now this makes sense for me because I eat a lower carb diet in general. And I eat mostly whole foods. I don't eat a lot of processed foods. And I have to say, I'm glad I saw it. There's nothing wrong. But it was eye-opening to me to stay on top of my sodium intake. I'm also someone with very low blood pressure. So I don't hesitate to salt my food. I do not use table salt. Let me be clear. I use Himalayan pink salt. Another good option is kosher salt. Um, And some foods naturally high in sodium if you are looking to up your sodium intake. Olives, shellfish, which I love, shrimp, crab, scallops, fermented foods, another favorite of mine, and very good for the gut because they help support probiotics and healthy gut flora. Kimchi and sauerkraut, those are fermented foods higher in sodium. And another one I want to mention, which is having a moment lately, is cottage cheese. I don't know why it's all over social media and having such a moment. It's been around for a million fucking years. Um, the brand I eat is good culture cottage cheese. It has cultures in it, which is the probiotics. I think it's good. I'm not a huge dairy consumer, but I do eat it on occasion. It makes a good snack. It's high in protein and naturally high in sodium. So good culture cottage cheese. Just wanted to mention that another thing you can add salt and or citrus to your water because this is going to add electrolytes. Naturally, it might sound weird, but I've done that before. If I woke up hungover and didn't want to deal with like my electrolyte packets or I didn't have a flavor I liked or whatever, I've added my pink Himalayan sea salt to water. And like I said, citrus, lemons, and limes will also help get electrolytes in there. Apple cider vinegar, as you know, is a staple of mine. That's also going to get some electrolytes into your water. You can also add electrolyte packets. I've mentioned before peak BT fountain, it's like a skin supplement. Um, it's delicious peak P I Q U E. It's expensive, but it's good, but it has a full range of electrolytes in there. Ultima is another electrolyte packet. I really love that I've recently been using. They have a variety of flavors. They're sweetened with stevia. So there's no added sugar. There's no calories and element or it's pronounced element but I'm just spelling it out for you. It's L M N T. A lot of my dietitian friends use that, and again, they have ones with no added sugar, decent flavors. So if you if you are on top of electrolytes, or you feel you need to replenish, or you feel you need to be putting it in, or you sweat a lot, or you're super active, those are my picks. I also want to mention for reference. So the dietary guidelines for Americans state 2,300 milligrams of sodium. day is what we should be getting most americans are well over that due to our the standard american standard american diet and our high intake of processed foods so you want sodium you want healthy natural sources of sodium like anything you don't want you know tv dinners that have a thousand milligrams of sodium in them and and cheer oh good i'm getting my sodium like no that's junk it's processed and it's not good for you i also want to mention too that like Most RDs these days will tell you that they think this standard, the 2300 milligrams per day, most of them will tell you they think it's too low. It depends who you are, what your diet looks like. Um, You know, obviously, if you have reasons you need to be on low sodium, you know, there's a million reasons why they, I'm sure, they set this as the standard. But depending on your diet, It could be too low. Um, Like for me personally, probably is too low because I'm active and I'm outside a lot and I sweat a lot. But meanwhile, my sodium blood levels were on the much lower end of what's normal, but on the low end. So my whole point with that is just check in on your intake of sodium. Track it in a day. Track and see how much. If you're taking electrolyte packets, look at them. How much sodium do they have? Factor that in and, and see where you're at. It's important. Um, sodium has a variety of benefits, like I said, and just, you know, this poor woman who died from overhydration, she was apparently experiencing a headache. So it's confusing because oftentimes when people are dehydrated, they can experience a headache. And that's, I think what she thought was happening, but low sodium can also lead to things like headache, nausea, um, vomiting, even just feeling like kind of disoriented and being confused. So those are the main signs of water intoxication or overhydration. And I just wanted to mention them because it's important to be aware of it. I also just wanted to take note of how we're so extreme. You know, this poor lady thought she was dehydrated, experienced a headache, so she chugged all this water. And people do that all the time. People, like I said before, they'll drink nothing during the day and they come home and they chug their water. Or like for alcohol, it's like people will not drink for six nights in a row. Then they have one night and they binge drink and they drink a shit ton. Balance is key. Extremes like this do not equate to balance. And also like just putting it into another perspective. Think of your poor body going through these ups and downs, like the extreme environments. You want to support it. Drink your water throughout the day. Give it what it needs when you're drinking alcohol or if you know you're drinking alcohol. I'm very big on it. If you follow me on Insta, Liz underscore Broder, if you don't follow me, please do. But if you do, you know I'm very big on hydrating, especially when drinking alcohol. Go in there. You've had an electrolyte packet. Go in there, hydrate it. Drink at least one glass of water with every alcoholic beverage because, as we know, alcohol depletes your electrolytes and makes you dehydrate faster. Go back and listen to my alcohol episode. I'm not getting into all that, but... The point is set yourself up for success living with these extreme, you know, I'm not going to drink water all day. I'm going to come home and chug a liter of water besides the fact that it's dangerous. And I hope I helped open up some of your eyes learning that the kidneys can only remove around one liter of water per hour. Therefore, you should not be having more than one liter of water per hour. That, That was the point of that fact. So I hope that helped. And I hope you can understand that it's important to stay on top of these things. And that one thing out of whack throws all of this, you know, too much water, then you're screwing up your sodium levels, which then screws up your potassium levels, which then is going to screw up a slew of other things. And it's really important to stay on top of them because this woman literally died because she drank too much water, which sounds so stupid. And I'm not saying it to scare you. You should stay hydrated. You should not be afraid to drink water, but you should be on top of your electrolyte intake. If you need to add electrolyte packets, add them. I think it's a great thing, especially in the summer and the hotter months, but especially sodium. That's something, like I mentioned, just to reiterate on the lower carb diets, we see people have lower sodium levels. So it is important to stay on top of it. And I'm not trying to scare you that you're gonna you know, die of water intoxication, but get, you know, figure it out. It's on you to know what you're putting into your body. So start tracking it, see where you are. And then there are the people that have 7,000 milligrams of sodium in a day because they eat a bag of Cheetos, they have chips, they have French fries, they have a burger. What else? All that other package shit, all the standard American diet foods, and like, they're bloated, they're retaining water, and they're unhealthy in a slew of other ways. So again, balance is key. Water needs to be balance, helps with electrolyte balance, and just staying on top of it. And, and typically, you know, if you're doing something that doesn't feel right, if you're chugging water, then you're super full, or like, clearly not having enough water and you're tired and lagging and fatigued, then you need to figure it out. So clearly something's out of balance. The whole point is not to be in one of these extreme states. So keep that in mind as you proceed forward and reset where you need to reset. You don't want to go out of summer. I hate ending something, wanting it to end, you know, like you go on a trip and you're like, oh, that was a day or two too long. I I can't wait to get back home. Like the perfect amount of time is like, it's such a beautiful thing, but I, I feel the same with summer and most seasons. Like it's okay to be excited for fall, but if you're in a current scenario or a current season or whatever, and you're like dying for the next season, why is that? Like, how are you living that is making this unsustainable? or unenjoyable or miserable. And I'm not talking about when end of February rolls around and everyone's like, fucking die winter, get me into spring. Like, no, that's normal. Yes, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, no one looks forward to winter. I, like, I don't know anyone that does. But everyone looks forward to summer and then we burn out and then we hate it and everyone wants fall. It shouldn't be that way. So figure out what you're doing, figure out what your season looks like and how it could perhaps be more sustainable. Make your August great. Chill out, stay hydrated, maintain your electrolyte balance. Obviously stay regular, which comes with hydration, as we know. Today was a low, uh, low shit talk day. Hope that's okay with you. I didn't feel the need to talk about constipation and poop today. Um, but I will say I had a really that, – that makes me think I had a funny opener on Bumble. Someone – we chatted a little and he goes, so other than poop, what are you into? And I literally cracked up. It's like, really? I, I – I'm into more things than just poop. And it's not like the first thing I ask someone is like their poop. It happens to just be on my profile that, that this is my job, even though I have like 10 other jobs. But the point is I talk about other things besides poop and, but I did appreciate that. Thank you. Whoever you are. I don't even remember your name. Um, but yeah, stay hydrated, stay balanced, enjoy the rest of your summer. Um, no new episode next week, but that's Okay everyone needs a little time off and august people tend to slow down i'll be hydrating keeping keeping everything in balance and that's it stay regular everyone have a amazing week